Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Monday's Minutes to Kids Take. This is the Season 2 premiere, and today I have some really good topics that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, including the new rule changes that could be implemented into the NBA. And it might be a bit of a longer episode, so stay tuned. The first topic I will be going over the NBA potential rule changes. There are four of them, I believe, and I will start off with the first one. This is in no particular order, but it was changing the NBA season to 78 games. Now I'll be going over pros and cons of each rule. And for this one, to be honest with you, I don't see any cons. It makes everything easier. It could help resolve the load management problem. And in the end, I feel like the NBA does need a shorter season. Just because, I don't know, I just feel like 82 games is a lot to play for players who work as hard as NBA players do. So I see some pros in this one, but not many cons, so I'm all for this one. Now the second one was having an in-season tournament for the NBA. So saying saying like um, all, f- all 30 teams make it and it's like one game elimination. And I really like this idea again, too, because it means that NBA players will want to play, will want to play in this tournament, and load management won't become a problem like I've been talking about in the past. So I'm also all for this, and it will also be a fun thing to do in the NBA season. But one problem is, will this be included in the 72 games? Because if it is included in that, then if a team ends up I don't know, losing the first round, where do they get those extra games? Is there like a consolation tournament or something like that? So that's, in my opinion, the only con about this one. So also, I am also all for that rule. Now the next one, it is a play-in game for the, tur- for, uh, for the playoffs. And I, I don't really like the idea of a playing game. I do, really don't know why. It just doesn't sound appealing to me. Like, a division in the NBA can be so good that uh, another team could, let's just say they win their division, they might be like a 6 or 7 seed or something like that. That's not a good example, never mind. But the reason I don't like it is because if you make the playoffs, it just feels good. But it doesn't feel good to make the playoffs lose one game, and then be out. So I don't see many pros for this, and I see a lot of cons, and I am not for this idea at all. And the last and final rule change would be reseeding the, confer- reseeding the playoffs, seeding it 1 through 16. The 16 uh, best teams in the NBA, which I'm pretty sure is how the WNBA does it. And I don't really like this because... Just because there could be a super conference like the Western is now with Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, LeBron James, so many good players. And the Eastern Conference is so weak, so you could have like possibly conference finals with zero Eastern Conference teams. And I really like the fact that Western Conference and Eastern Conference teams play. So I don't really like this idea. But one of the pros of it would be uh, last year or two years ago, the West was so much better than the East, and I'm pretty sure the 7 or 8 seed had a losing record, and if they were in the East, they would have been the 12 seed, 
which is what could happen right now. The Magic are 6-9 and nine and currently have the 8th seed in the East. But if they were moved over to the West, they'd be a 12th seed. So that is a pro. So teams in the West that are way better than some teams in the playoffs in the East will get their chance to shine in the playoffs. So the next topic I will be doing on a recap on the NFL this week. It was a pretty crazy week. Um, if I missed out anything during the Ravens and Rams game, it's because this is recorded before then. So one of the things that happened was the Buccaneers ended the Falcons' two-game winning streak. But something crazy did happen in that game. I don't know how much they were up by when this happened, but Vita Vea went into the goal line offense formation. Sorry, uh, when it was, I believe, 20, 21 to something, I don't know. And he went out for a pass and called it and scored a touchdown, becoming the heaviest player in NFL history to score a touchdown at 346 pounds uh, on offense. But um, you'd think that the fridge would be the heaviest one. He was listed at like 335, but he was probably over 400 pounds at one point in his career. The other um, headline was the Steelers and Bengals game. The Bengals almost got their first win. They held on to a lead through the second quarter, and they didn't end up winning. Mason Rudolph got injured, I believe, because their third-string quarterback came in and played. And also, in the game, James Washington, I believe is his name. Yep, James Washington had a 79-yard passing touchdown, which was pretty cool. And then the Browns finally got a huge win. They have been winning games, but not by a large margin. 41-24. to 24. It was against the Dolphins, but, I mean, a win is a win, whether it's against the Dolphins or Bengals. And now, I did say a couple episodes ago, even though they're 2-6, and six, I still think they have a shot at the playoffs. They're 5-6 and six now, and they're only one game back in the wild card. So, I think... There's still a chance at the playoffs for them. And uh, not not much other exciting stuff happened. The, in the Redskins game, Steven Sims Jr. had a 91-yard uh, kick return for a touchdown, which you don't see happen that much in today's NFL with the fair catch and everything. And the 49ers finally proved themselves as the best team in the NFC after demolishing the Packers on national television. 37-8, and as a Bears fan, that was super fun to watch. So, that's all I have to say on the recap of the NFL. Next topic. So, next, I will just be talking about the NBA, because some stuff has been happening. One of the things is very cool. The Bulls were down by 8 to the Hornets with about a minute left, and then down 5 with 14 seconds left, and ended up winning the game somehow with two threes in the final 14 seconds and Zach Levine hitting a buzzer beater for the win. So he did end up with 49 points, which was a career high, and also 13 threes, which is the most in a game for a bowl in NBA history. Also tied for second for any team in NBA history with Steph Curry, and he's behind Klay Thompson. He went, I believe it was 13 for 17 from beyond the arc, which is a crazy game. So that was a pretty cool game to watch. I didn't watch it, but I rewatched part of it.
And next, Kemba Walker had a very scary uh, injury. He ran straight into teammate Semi Ojalay. Ojalay, I don't know how to pronounce his name. And he had to be stretchered off the court. Luckily, he was just diagnosed with concussion-like symptoms. And he was released from the hospital. And their head coach, Brad Stevens, said all but positive results came back. So that's good for the Celtics. And yeah, I know what positive means in the medical world. Um, Next topic, Patrick Beverly. Was is a big flopper in the NBA, and he was fined five thousand dollars for a really bad uh, flop on James Harden, and he end, did end up getting away with one against the Celtics on Jason Tatum, but this time he got caught, was fined five thousand dollars for violating the anti-flop code, so that was pretty funny, and sorry. The last topic about the NBA, I'm going to be talking about the Warriors. We're all like, oh, the Warriors dynasty is over. They're going to be so bad. I don't think they will be because this is just, they're actually having a really good season because I don't think Stephen Curry, even let's just say he didn't get hurt. He, there's no way he would have led them to a good season. So I honestly think him getting hurt was for the better. Because next season, if they don't trade D'Angelo Russell, but they probably will, they'll have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, and also probably the first overall pick, who, who, who could get a guy like James Wiseman, or even LaMelo Ball, but I don't see the Warriors going after a guy like LaMelo Ball. So I see this as a good season for them, and they're just going to be back to the normal Warriors next season. Next, I'll be just talking about college sports in general. One of the... Well, Michigan State right now is actually losing by two to Virginia Tech, but I don't know how the outcome of that game will be. So, there have been some upsets recently in college football, including the Oregon one that basically knocked them, well, yeah, it knocked them out of the playoffs, and right now, my playoff predictions are LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. I know that's exactly what the selection committee is. But I think that's what it's going to end up being. I do think that Alabama has a really good shot at winning it. Um, it just all depends on how the SEC championship game turns out. And the next team, that ha- the other team in the Big 12, because, er, hold on. Okay, yeah, so what I was about to say is that Utah is the Pac-12's only hope right now at making the playoffs. And they, if anything, it's probably not going to happen because right now they're sixth. And for it to happen, they need a... Because it's probably guaranteed that they're going to face Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. And they just have to win this last game. And even if that happens, I still don't see them winning because the ACC... uh, Just because of how the ACC is laid out with so many good teams... Or SEC, sorry about that. With, hold on. With, yeah, because the SEC has Georgia and LSU and Alabama in it. So it just depends on how the SEC plays out for that. So that'll be it for the premiere of Season 2. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure to listen on Friday.